It's en route to Sector 12. A crash landed on a strange planet. The impact must have awoken me from hypersleep. Terrain seems a bit unstable. No readout yet if the air is breathable. And there seems to be no sign of intelligent life anywhere. Hello? Oh, yeah! Ah! Whoa! Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Did I frighten you? Didn't mean to. Sorry. Howdy. My name is Woody, and this is Andy's room. That's all I wanted to say. And also, there has been a bit of a mix-up. This is my spot, see? The bed here. Local law enforcement. It's about time you got here. I'm Buzz Lightyear, Space Ranger, Universe Protection Unit. My ship has crash-landed here by mistake. Yes, it is a mistake, because you see, the bed here is my spot. I need to repair my turbo boosters. Do people still use fossil fuels, or have you discovered crystallic fusion? Well, let's see. Uh, we got double A's. <clears throat> Watch yourself. Boom! Miles, who goes there? Don't shoot! It's okay. Friends. Do you know these life forms? Yes. They're Andy's toys. All right, everyone, you're clear to come up. I am Buzz Lightyear. I come in peace. Oh, I'm so glad you're not a dinosaur. Bye-bye. Thank you. Now, thank you all for your kind welcome. Say, what's that button do? I'll show you. Buzz Lightyear to the rescue. Wow. Hey, Woody's got something like that. His is a pool strike. Only, uh... Only it sounds like a car ran over it. Oh, yeah, but not like this one. This is a quality sound system. Probably all copper wiring, huh? So, uh, where are you from? Singapore? Hong Kong? Well, no. Actually, I, I'm, I'm stationed up in the Gamma Quadrant of Sector 4. As a member of the elite Universe Protection Unit of the Space Ranger Corps, I protect the galaxy from the threat of invasion from the evil Emperor Zerg, sworn enemy of the Galactic Alliance. Oh, really? I'm from Play School. And I'm from Mattel. Well, I'm not really from Mattel. I'm actually from a smaller company that was purchased in a leveraged buyout. Well, I don't... You think they've never seen a new toy before? Well, sure. Look at him. He's got more gadgets on him than a Swiss Army knife. Ah, 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 ah. Please be careful. You don't want to be in the way when my laser goes off. Hey, a laser? How come you don't have a laser, Woody? It's not a laser. It's a, it's a little light bulb that blinks. What's with him? Laser envy. All right, that's enough. Look, we're all very impressed with Andy's new toy. Toy? T-O-Y. Toy. Excuse me. I, I think the word you're searching for is Space Ranger. The word I'm searching for, I can't say, because there's preschool toys present. Getting kind of tense, aren't you? Oh, uh, Mr. Lightyear, uh, now I'm curious. What does a space ranger actually do? He's not a space ranger. He doesn't fight evil or, or shoot lasers or fly. Excuse me. Oh, impressive wingspan. Very good. Oh, what? What? These are plastic. He can't fly. They are a terillium carbonic alloy, and I can fly. No, you can't. Yes, I can. You can. 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 I tell you, I could fly around this room with my eyes closed. Okay, then, Mr. Lightbeer, prove it. All right, then I will. Stand back, everyone. So what's going to happen? I don't know. We're just watching a clip of it now. But we're going to have a lot of fun on Wednesday night talking about Toy Story. We've got some games. We're going to have a little dinner. And we'd love for y'all to come and bring your families with you. So I've got a card I'm going to give one to every family. If you've not had a chance to RSVP, that means to let us know that you're coming so we can make sure we have enough food for everybody and enough supplies for everything. So if you haven't had a chance to RSVP, you can still fill out, fill out this card. You can drop it in the offering basket at the back of the worship center. 
So I'll give one of these to everybody before we go sit down, or one of these to every family before we go sit down. All right, let's bow our heads and pray today. Dear God, thank you for our church, and thank you for the fun we have. And thank you for toys. Help us to enjoy time with our friends and family this summer. Amen. All right, so we're going to give one of these to the Thrash family, one to the Nichols family, one to the Millers, one to the Norrises. I'll give one to Maggie. All right, Charlie, your family needs Jack, your family needs one. Reed, your family needs one. Cody, I know that you've got camp this week. The reading from Galatians chapter 3, verses 23 through 29. Now before faith came, we were imprisoned and guarded under the law until faith would be revealed. Therefore the law was our disciplinarian until Christ came, so that we might be justified by faith. But now that faith has come, we are no longer subject to a disciplinarian, for in Christ Jesus you are all children of God through faith. As many of you as were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. There is no longer Jew or Greek, there is no longer slave or free, there is no longer male and female, for all of you are one in Christ Jesus. And if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's offspring heirs according to the promise. May God bless the reading, hearing, and understanding of Scripture. So a space ranger, a cowboy, um, and a question about identity. As I've shared, we're kind of using this, these summer months, uh, trying to have a little more informal, fun time since it is so- summer, and using movies to help us think about our story of faith. Um, through the month of June, it will be Pixar movies. Um, but before I get into the wonderful clip we saw and thinking about Buzz and Woody and identity, um, I want to share a little bit about the letter to the, Gal- to the Galatians um, and what Philip just shared with us. So you may not know, but the letter to the Galatians, well, it has had a pretty important role in church history. It's the letter that Martin Luther called his pet epistle, and it helped him kind of sort through his own theology, his own thinking about the rejection of salvation by good works that led to his nailing of the 95 Theses on October 31st, 1517, to the door of the Wittenberg Castle Church, and the Protestant Reformation began. Now, I'm not going to give you a Protestant Reformation history lesson, but I do want to share a little bit about this letter. It was written about 55 CE. It's addressed to an unknown number of churches in Asia Minor that Paul began. You can read about his ministry to the churches in this area in Acts chapter 13 and 14. So Paul goes to these churches. He's proclaiming the gospel to Gentiles who constitute the churches in Galatia. And then Paul leaves Galatia. And after he leaves, there are Christians of Jewish origin who come, probably from Jerusalem. And they preach a slightly different 
gospel, a different understanding of what God had done in Christ. And we don't really know much about what they were saying and preaching. All we really have is Paul's reaction to it. Now, both Paul and these Jewish Christian preachers, they were proclaiming that what God had accomplished through Jesus the Messiah in terms of justification and the gift of the Spirit, well, they both said this was for Jews and Gentiles alike, meaning it was for everyone. This is not contested. The difference is how Gentiles were to receive God's gift in Jesus. For Paul, God offered justification through the faith of Christ. And for these Jewish Christian preachers, justification was not complete without observing the works of the law, specifically insistence on circumcision, observing the calendar feast, and possibly some of the food laws. So it kind of came across as if law observance was the only authentic way to live a life of faith. So Paul basically hears that the gospel of Jesus Christ, the message he has been sharing, well, now it has an if. You get to be part of the club if you do these things. He's not happy about it. The struggle that's going on within the churches addressed in the letter to the Galatians, well, it was a critical moment for the early Christian movement. It was about the mission and identity the movement would take. And the decision, the direction that the early church moved would have something to say about the identity of its members as well. And if anyone understands thinking through identity, it was Paul. He even uses the beginning of this letter to remind the churches of Galatia of his own story. He says, you have no doubt heard of my early life in Judaism. You have no doubt heard of my earlier life. Yeah, the people had heard about his earlier life. People knew, but he retells it in this letter. He says, my name was Saul, and you know what I did. I persecuted Christians. And I didn't just persecute Christians. I stood and I watched as they were killed. I did pretty terrible things. And then... God stepped in. Over time, Saul becomes Paul. It's interesting that Paul shares this part of his story as he's thinking through identity and who you are in Christ, because it's not as if he says his story is erased. In fact, he doesn't even try to hide his story Yes, his name changes. He takes on a new identity, leaving one behind. But his story, his life as Saul, it is still his story. He brings that with him. And what he comes to realize is that in Christ, he's not defined by Saul or by what Saul did. 
He's not defined by what other people think or thought of Saul. He's defined by Christ. He finds his mission, his purpose, his identity in the life, teachings, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. The message found in the letter to the churches of Galatia, it's all about identity. So back to that space ranger and that cowboy and the question about identity. So you saw the clip, um, and if you look at Buzz and Woody side by side, we can see that the message in, in Toy Story is all about identity. Buzz Lightyear, space ranger, or child's toy? Who is he? At the beginning of the movie, as you saw, Buzz isn't searching for who he is. He is a space ranger, and he is perfectly happy being a space ranger, perfectly content. His whole worldview is defined by the fact that he is a space ranger. Buzz believes he can only be one thing. The world only has meaning one way. But when he enters the world of Andy's room, he is told he is and has to be something other. And when that one thing, that perfect little picture is distorted, well, if you watch the movie, you find his world literally comes crashing down. If he isn't a space ranger, what does that mean? What is his purpose? his place. And now before you think Buzz is the only one struggling with identity, you saw Woody's reaction to finding Buzz in his place. Woody may be okay with being a toy, but he's the top toy. He is the number one toy. He is Andy's favorite toy. And he is also completely happy and comfortable and content being the top toy. His whole worldview is defined by being the favorite toy. Until Buzz shows up. Right before that scene, he's even asked by another toy, what if you're being replaced? His reasons for trying to make Buzz be something other? Well, they don't come from a place of compassion and understanding, but from a place of jealousy, of fear, of hurt, of anger, of struggling with his own identity and who he is. His place in Andy's life, <clears throat> the love he receives from Andy, is what gives his life meaning and purpose. Woody and Buzz both struggle with who they are in this world of toys because they have been defined as one thing. They've defined themselves one way. And now, things are changing. This really is the heart of the message of Galatians, this identity now, maybe not in the same way as Buzz and Woody, and for us, not even in the same way that the original readers of Galatians would have heard this message. We don't really struggle 
with how does the law fit into our identity in Christ. But we have all known the feeling of someone telling us who we need to be or what we need to do to be loved and accepted. Paul, in his letter to the churches in Galatia, well, he just keeps it simple. Your identity, it's in Christ. Galatians tells us that God welcomes us, and who we are is defined by our relationship with Jesus Christ, not the demands of the world. Paul's message, even as he goes through his own story, his own journey, he says, look at my life. I could easily let all the things define me, control me, weigh on me. I could easily let everyone out there define me, control me, based on my past actions. But I don't because my identity lies in Christ. And Paul isn't just talking about individual past actions. He's not even just talking about how, uh, how we as individuals act in the world. He names in that passage we heard some real places in his world and in ours. Well, this is lived out on a grand scale. And it's interesting to me that the categories he names, the categories he lifts, I mean, these are still places we struggle today. Still identity questions we use to create barriers in so many ways. Paul names racial and ethnic relationships, no longer Jew or Greek. He names economic status, no longer slave nor free. And he names gender relationships, no longer male and female. Now let's be clear, Paul is not talking about the eradication of difference, just that difference shouldn't lead to dominance of one over another based on that difference. That identity should in no way become a barrier in Christ. Because in Christ Jesus, we are all children of God through faith. Woody and Buzz learn something about identity in Toy Story. Woody learns he doesn't have to be the top toy for Andy to love him, for his life in this world of toys to have meaning. And Buzz learns that he may be more than a space ranger. And that's okay. I think it's fitting as we think about identity today that we get to baptize two children of God into this life of faith, into this great story of faith. You know, the reason United Methodist and other denominations baptize babies is because we realize that in baptism, we are not defined by what we do. We don't have to earn this right. We come helpless as a baby to the waters, ready to receive 
all that God has offered us and given us in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. There was a commentary to me that said it perfectly, um, and I hope uh, this is what Emerson and Charlie take with them one day, that baptism says nothing can get in the way of God's love for you. You are free to be your whole self, forge your own path, and boldly love your neighbor, trusting in God's continuing embrace and empowering through faith. May it be so. Amen. So I am going to invite Charlie and Emerson um, and David and Courtney up. Oh, I got too many things to do. Y'all come on and stand around the font with me. Welcome. I know, it looks so weird. Although you may be used to it. You may be like, no, it's normal. It looks totally normal. There is an insert in your bulletin where you can follow along. Um, but let us begin. Sisters and brothers in Christ, through the sacrament of baptism, God's Spirit initiates us into Christ's holy church, puts, on this, puts us on the stage of God's saving drama, and gives us new birth through water and the Spirit. So come to the water. Water poured over and immersing us, water flowing freely for all who will receive it, water from the streams of God's saving power and justice, water that brings hope to all who thirst for righteousness, water that refreshes life, nurtures growth, and offers new birth. Here we come to the waters. In the presence of one another, to renew our commitments to Christ who has raised us, the Spirit who has birthed us, and the Creator who is making all things new. So I invite you to join with me in the renunciation of sin and profession of faith that is found in your bulletin. I ask this to the entire congregation. Will you turn away from the powers of sin and death? Will you let the Spirit use you as prophets to the powers that be? Will you proclaim the good news and live as disciples of Jesus Christ, his body on earth? And to the parents, will you nurture these children in Christ's holy church? And again, to the entire congregation, will you be living witnesses to the gospel individually and together, wherever you are and in all that you do? We will remain faithful to the gospel and to the 
Will you nurture one another in living the faith of the church and include Charles and Emerson in your care? Will you receive and profess the Christian faith as contained in the scriptures of the Old and New Testaments? We affirm and choose the faith of the whole church as we put our trust in God, the Father Almighty, in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, and in the Holy Spirit, one God, now The Lord be with you. <clears throat> Let us pray. Eternal Father, when nothing existed but chaos, you swept across the dark waters and brought forth light. In the days of Noah, you saved those on the ark through water. After the flood, you set in the clouds a rainbow. When you saw your people as slaves in Egypt, you led them to freedom through the sea. Their children you brought through the Jordan to the land which you promised. In the fullness of time, you sent Jesus nurtured in the water of a womb. He was baptized by John, anointed by your spirit. He called his disciples to share in the baptism of his death and resurrection and to make disciples of all nations. Pour out your Holy Spirit to bless this gift of water and those who receive it, to wash away their sin and clothe them in righteousness throughout their lives, that dying and being raised with Christ they may share in his final victory. All right, Charlie, you want to go first or you want your sister to go first? You want me to go first? We'll do her first. Come here. Come, come see me. Hey, how are you? Well, you're a little bit bigger. It's going to be hard to hold you over the bowl. <laughs> we may just have to do it like this. That's all right. Emerson Lee Whelan, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Now, everybody place a hand on her. The Holy Spirit work within you that being born through water in the Spirit, you may live as a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. Amen. All right. We'll let you go back to Mama. All right, Charlie, your turn. You want to just stand right there for me? Charles Michael Wheeland, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And let's all place a hand. The Holy Spirit work within you, that being born through water and the Spirit, you may live as a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. So I want to welcome, whew, I'm trying to breathe in, I want, to, <laughs> I want you to welcome Charlie and Emmy to this life of faith as a reminder you just committed to a lot of things, to help them to learn to trust God, to help them to learn to live, love, service in the world, and most importantly, you have promised to know their name. And we help you with that. Their banners will hang on that wall for a year. There's two already up there. So I hope every time you come in, you look at those banners, you remember and pray for the children that have been baptized in this church, and you remember 
the commitments that you have made to them. So now I invite you to welcome your brother and sister in Christ. You'll see it on your insert. Children of God, by water and the Spirit, we welcome you into God's new creation. Share with us in Christ's royal priesthood with joy and thanksgiving. We welcome you as members of Christ's church. And let's give them a hand. Y'all can go have a seat and I'll call you back up at the end.
Not because of what I've done, but because of who you are. I am a flower quickly fading, here today and gone tomorrow. A wave tossed in the ocean, a vapor in the wind. Still you hear me when I'm calling. Lord, you catch me when I'm As we prepare to come to table and as a way for us to reflect on all that we have seen and heard and felt and said this day, let us pray. God of love, you have indeed told us who we are. We are yours. We give thanks that as each new day begins, we can step into your love and grace, bringing all that we are. And we give thanks that as we lie down to rest and renew each night, we can release all that we have done, all that we have left undone, into your caring and capable hands. We give thanks for our baptism and our place within this family of faith. We pray for Charlie and Emmy as they make their first steps along a lifetime journey of discipleship. We pray for Courtney and David and for ourselves as we strive to embody faith, hope, and love for them and to them so that they might learn to trust God and live love's service in the world. God, we admit that we struggle to let go of all the boundaries and barriers created around identity in our world. We live in a world broken up into neighborhoods, school districts, racial lines, political parties, and nations. We live in a society where children, youth, and adults are defined by their achievements. We wear busyness as a mark of pride, a way to give meaning and purpose to our lives. We allow difference to create walls, and we all too easily allow ourselves to be defined by others, believing we aren't worthy based on someone else's assessment. Help us to remember our identity lies in you. Help us to let go of all the voices telling us we are not enough. Convict us and forgive us when it is our voice making someone else believe they are not enough or aren't welcome or must be something other than who they are to be loved by you or by your church. 
today through the sacrament of baptism, we are reminded that we are siblings in Christ, but today we also come to your table and we are reminded that at your table, no one is turned away. As we prepare to receive your gift of grace in the sacrament of Holy Communion, we remember the gift of Jesus. We remember that on the night in which he gave himself up for us and for the world, at table with those who would desert and deny him, he took bread, gave thanks to you, gave it to his disciples, and said, Take, eat, this is my body given for you. When the supper was over, he took the cup, gave thanks to you, gave it to his disciples, saying, This is my blood of the new covenant, poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink of it in remembrance of me. We come to table today. Pour out your Holy Spirit upon us gathered here in Christ's name and upon the gifts that they may be for us, his body and blood. And so feed us with his grace that in union with Christ, we may become a living offering to you. We give thanks for your presence. And we pray for your presence to be powerfully felt with those who suffer this day especially those we name now in your presence, either silently or aloud. O oh God, who hears our prayers, we place into your safekeeping all for whom we pray, trusting that in your wisdom, the needs of all people will be met through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. The body and blood of Jesus Christ given for you. If you have not picked one up, there are some on the back table, and you may go and pick one up. Um, there's two little flaps, a top one to get to the wafer and a second one to get to the juice, but you may now partake. The ushers will come around and collect uh, the leftovers, but all has been made ready.
Our closing hymn is number 420, Found in Your Hymnals. Um, I invite you to stand as we sing together, Breathe on Me, Breath of God. A reminder, we're still not passing the offering plate, but there is a basket in the back for your gifts, and there's also a basket on the table that had the communion elements. Our communion offering for the month of June will go toward Mississippi disaster response through the United Methodist um, Committee on Relief. So um, all, your, all the communion offerings for this month will be designated toward that. Um, I just forgot what I was going to say. Oh, two things. Um, if you would help us get ready for Wednesday night and place all the, your hymnals on one of these two carts on the side, and if you are so willing, stack your row of chairs and just leave that row of chairs there. I'm also going to ask Courtney and David and Emmy and Charlie to come back up um, after the benediction, and you can come greet them. I've got their certificates that they can take home as well. And one last thing I meant to say at the beginning and forgot to say um, and Courtney reminded me of this. Um, I'm sure if you've watched the news, you're aware of the number of shootings that have taken place in Jackson. There is an interfaith prayer vigil um, that is going to go through three different places where shootings took place over the past week. That's at 4 o'clock today. If you'd like more information or want to be involved with that, come and see me, see Courtney. We can get you information about that. I think that's it. But now receive this benediction. Breathe on us, breath of God. Fill us with life anew, that we may love what thou dost love, and do what thou wouldst do. Amen.
Thank you for joining us for worship. If you're looking for a safe place to explore faith, or if you'd just like to learn more about this community of faith, we'd love to hear from you. Please reach out to any member of our staff with prayer requests, needs, or questions, or just to find out how to join our church family. Now, may the love of God surround you. May the love of God uplift you. May the love of God stand with you through the challenges ahead. May the love of God convince you in every situation to love. Go now to love others, even as Christ loves you. Amen.